0: Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound
1: financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome in to Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with myself, Mark Killian, along with Matt Starkey. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good
0: afternoon, Mark. I'm doing very well. Uh, How are you doing this fine day.
1: I'm not doing too terribly bad. How you feeling? I know uh, we were talking a little bit before we kind of got started. You got a little bit of a, a little tickle in the throat there from your prior hockey injury. You you getting better all the time? Yes, I am. Yeah. Good.
0: yeah, we had a little, I had a little incident that occurred, and it's something that you don't expect to happen when you're you know out there. Um, having fun playing, playing your sport. But I was in, involved in a minor accident in my men's league hockey. So somebody, we don't check, but somebody apparently ran into me from behind and it really hard. And I had a minor collapse in my lung, Ouch. Um, no broken, no broken bones, but about I ended up and going to the hospital that night and about five to 10% collapsed lung, so that was uh very unexpected and right it also changed it changed uh some things for me this spring so i had had to be off my feet for a couple of weeks and uh just really take it an easy
1: yeah right you know, well and then right on the you know after that we start going into this covid stuff and there's you know the lung you know it's a respiratory thing so i mean you know i'm sure it was like oh man <laughs> let, yeah let me yeah. not go down that <laughs> route you know but uh, yeah. well, good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling a little better and, and all that good stuff. And, and we've mentioned you know things before here on the show. But we uh you know we talk about a little bit of everything. It's not always just X's and O's, if you will, finances and stuff. It's a lot of different things. And actually, you know, I'm going to start this off with a little getting to know you. You know, we've been talking about obviously just about every podcast. We're talking about what's going on with the state of the world, with the in the state of Michigan, and the various things that are happening with COVID and whatnot. But yeah. uh, you, you know, what are you doing to handle stress? You know, that's one I think I think a lot of our listeners are typically retirees, pre-retirees, and everybody handles, and there's obviously a lot of stress, a lot of things The you know that's been going on in, in the state here has been fairly stressful uh, versus other sure. states and things of that nature. What are you doing for stress?
0: Uh, that's a good question. People handle stress all different ways. And uh, one of the things I like to do is run around to uh, rummage sales, pick up glass plates and chuck them against the wall <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i bet you're not finding too many remote sales right now though are you not,
0: not too many no yeah.
1: i think, no, think that's serious- that <laughs> not working right now you got a new one
0: i just get this <laughs> or or maybe you uh maybe you do a little shotgun sighting <laughs> it with those it, <laughs> with those glass plates no, there, you actually, uh, there you go there you go in all seriousness i i like to uh Usually I like to work out, go over to the gym and, and that, but the gym's been closed. I was like, as "Well, well so. you're
1: you're 0 for two, Matt. You're killing us here. What what else you got? You can't go yeah, to the gym so, either." Right? So what
0: I've really been doing, um, other than other than doing a little workout at the gym, is I have been you know doing some running and doing some biking. Oh, okay. You know, during this time, they're encouraging you to get outdoors and uh, really, I really enjoy that, anyways. But been training, doing some running, um, right? Trying to expand my uh, mileage, and then uh, you know just. Na- A nice bike in the evening sometimes, or sometimes it's a little competitive, but other times it's just for enjoyment or go walk the dog. But, um, definitely when I, when I'm working out, when I finish a run, I just, I feel a huge amount of uh, stress that just leaves the, the muscles and you're working out, you're working out your body. And of course, um, it just, it just feels really good. And it's very satisfying. It's a natural way to increase your endorphins and, uh, feel better about uh, about yourself and feel better about your situation. So there's a lot of psychological stuff going on with this virus and the lockdown as well. So I found that to be a really good outlet for me personally. It, yeah. it allows me it allows me at the end of the day just to just to go and and relieve a lot of stress whether it's work related or you know Home related or whatever.
1: Right, right. Well, we're taping this episode. Uh, you know, we, we taped these a few days before we, we put them up and so on and so forth. So we were at the beginning of May here and, and obviously got a few freedoms back this past week. Like, you know, you can cut your own grass now and, you know, you can golf and, and here in the Michigan area. And there's some other little things that were kind of given back. So I'll, I guess we'll take that as a win. But uh, you know, yeah, you, you want to make sure you're managing your stress as well, folks. So you know, that's very important during times like these to think about you know the whole big picture, and that's going to segue us right into our topic, which is our biggest assets, uh, which is financial. And again, you know, we don't want to neglect our physical and our and our and our mental as well. But when we're talking about from a financial standpoint, some big assets, I've got a couple here that I just want you to give us a quick rundown on these, Matt, as to why we might take these for granted, or just you know how they can make up a. a A large piece of the financial puzzle. And we'll start with the 401k, although, you know, some might say, well, it's taken a beating. Obviously, they're, might be listening saying, well, I'm frustrated because it's not as big an ass as it was (laughs) maybe just a month ago, Uh, but it's still a big portion of your retirement planning process.
0: Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%. 401k tends to be during your working years, when in your accumulation, other than your house, uh, your 401k. Tends to be most people's biggest retirement asset, and uh, so you've been at the job for a long time. You know, we talk to people at all different uh, levels, but if you're out there working, it's a if you're not signed up, it's a great idea to sign up today. The 401k is a good way that they take money out of every one of your paychecks, you put it away normally pre-tax, but they also have Roth 401ks where you can put the money in after-tax. But the biggest habit that that you should really uh, get in the, in the habit of doing is put aside, if you can do 10%, put aside 10% of every paycheck. Pay yourself first. Put that money in your retirement account before you pay taxes on it. And before you know it, in 10 years, you will be very pleasantly surprised at the amount of money that you piled up. Don't take it for granted though. A lot of times when people um, <laughs> invest in this 401k plan, they look at that list of investment options. Now they may be good and they may not be so good, but I consult with a lot of my clients on what options are available inside their 401k plan, because you want to maximize your potential for growth while you're in there. Okay. So some people will just, Oh, I put money away for all these years and um, they aren't paying attention to the investments in the plan. Well, that's can also be a dangerous thing. So definitely don't, don't let that go by the wayside right now. Maybe you got a little time off of work log into that plan and find out what your options are. Give us a call. We'll consult with you on that because we want to make sure that you're in a right position for growth. That compound money over those 20, 30, 40 years that you're working can definitely be your biggest asset when you're retiring. And so you need to pay attention to that and definitely don't forget about that 401k and the opportunity because you can put a lot of money aside pre-tax That'll reduce your tax bill as well. If you're a dual-income household, it's a nice deduction to take. And knowing that you're paying yourself first, or putting that money in your retirement plan before the government gets their share.
1: Right. Right. Okay. So that's one piece of our asset. Now the other really big one is the one that we've we've sp- spent a lot of time with the last six seven weeks, and that's our home. And I think you know, we call kind of all know that that's a huge asset piece, but. It always, you know, COVID or not, there's a lot of questions that come up around the house, you know, downsizing, not downsizing, you know, all these different kinds of things. Are we leaving it to the kids if we pass and so on and so forth? So uh, how can we maybe take that for granted and what should we think about?
0: Great question there. Um, The house is definitely one of those things that we think of it as a liability. While we're going, we have to live somewhere. You can either rent or while you're in your working years, your accumulation years, a lot of people buy a home. If you're not opposed to it or if you have the means to, to get a down payment together to get financing, buying a house is a great investment. A lot of people will carry a mortgage, and this is probably one of the last things that people pay off in their financial situation, but it's definitely one of the most rewarding. If you can retire you know, and you have your house fully paid off at that stage, there's a lot of things that can happen. Number one is you just enjoy the fact that your house is paid off and you only have utilities and taxes to continue to pay. Secondly is you might think about selling your homes. A lot of times people will downsize in retirement. So you may have some liquidity there or maybe some equity. So if we have a house and maybe that house is worth half a million bucks or whatever, and we, we say, Hey, we don't need such a big, big place. You know, if we sell our home, we may have some additional liquidity for retirement. I know other people that have used the strategy of buying a duplex. They live in half and then they have somebody pay them rent for the other side. And then, uh, So the house is definitely something that shouldn't be taken for granted. You want to make sure and keep up the maintenance on this. Uh, I find especially those people that live alone sometimes get a little uh, deferred in the maintenance and they don't make repairs when they're needed and necessary. So this will really devalue your home very quickly, more quickly than you think, especially if it's a roof and you start to get water damage and rotted and wood, things like that. So definitely want to keep up the investment there. And some people even use a strategy of, hey, every so many years or maybe maybe just once, they buy an additional home. They go out and buy it as an investment. They might rent it out. They might uh, buy it just so that they have something for a family member. Maybe they're putting their neck on the line for a child and then renting it back to the child. But if you do that, um, that can also be a nice little investment later on down the road that you can sell and maybe have some liquidity or some equity. To put towards your retirement. So,
1: yep, absolutely. It's 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 definitely a thought. And like anything, you know, know, hopefully these different assets, you know, pieces that we're talking about today on the podcast, you're working with an advisor, you're working with your advisor on how to maximize, you know, these assets in your retirement planning process. And another piece of that, and I guess in a way, this might be like the three, you know, the three legs of a stool, if you will, with between your 401k or IRA or possible pension, the house, and then this final one here Well, it's not the final, but what I'm saying on this three legged part is the social security component of it. Uh, And, you know, it still blows a lot of people's minds. Matt, that depending on how you do it, and depending on how long you are pulling Social Security, it could be a huge number, like four hundred thousand dollars plus in some cases. It's and that sounds crazy, but it is possible.
0: Well, it really does sound crazy. Um, How could it be worth that much? But (laughs) when we when we calculate out your monthly income, and for the average married couple, every analysis that I've done, it looks to be that the income that they're receiving, guaranteed from the government, would equate to having a, a Savings of about 400000 setting aside. So it really is, um, if you're paying into Social Security, which most of us are, it really is uh, a wonderful benefit to have there. We've always talked about, sometimes joked about, we don't know if it's going to be there in the future. With the spending and, and different things, you know, it's really tough to accurately predict. But I think one of the biggest things that you're going to find is they're going to find a way to continue to fund Social Security in some form or fashion. And it may be in the form of just a higher payroll tax or higher income taxes later on down the road. But nevertheless, your Social Security is definitely something that you want to um, appreciate. But then also, don't forget to have a strategy on how to claim this money. Um, If you're a married couple, definitely it acts almost as a bonus to let one of your Social Security benefits grow a little bit longer if you can before retirement because it gives you that higher benefit. And it also, with this cost of living adjustment increases, what I found is many people, if they maybe get into a situation where they don't have as much life insurance at that time, having a higher payment on one of the spouses, usually the guy that it's the guy because he's statistically going to die before the woman. But typically, if you let that one grow, it almost acts as an additional life insurance because it gives you a higher benefit starting out And then those cost of living adjustment increases really makes a difference down the road. If he lives 10 years through Social Security and then passes away, there's a much higher benefit down the road that the the surviving spouse is entitled to than if you're to claim Social Security early, for instance, like at 62, as early as you can get it. So definitely you want to use a strategy. Definitely that'll show you how to maximize your Social Security benefits if you don't know how to use that strategy give me a call that's what we do we we help you decide when to claim and in what order maybe both of you should claim at the same time or maybe one claims early and one holds off so yeah uh, every situation is a little different and it's dependent upon your wages so but definitely don't forget about that big asset social security is is like you said mark having about $400,000 in the bank.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely a a, a huge component. And so if you do have questions, as always, folks, don't forget to reach out to Matt at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949 before you take action. Uh, If you are new to our podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd certainly appreciate it on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, iHeart, whatever platform you're using or listening to. More and more folks over the last six weeks have been tuning into podcasts all over the nation as I think they're tuning out of the news because it's just too dang depressing on a regular basis. So, you know, make sure you subscribe to us. You can find us also uh, quite easily at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Uh, and there's a podcast page on the site. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And you can also just, you know, search Mondays with Matt on Apple Podcasts, or like I said, Google or Spotify, whichever one you like to use, just type in Mondays with Matt in the search box and you can find it that way as well. Well, we're going to wrap up the podcast here shortly. I want to do one more here, real quick, on the biggest assets. And that's just, you know, it may not be the biggest one, but that collection of smaller accounts, that bunch of smaller accounts, uh, you know, don't put all your focus on just the big three, so to speak. Don't forget about those guys.
0: Yeah, definitely, Mark. Having a lot of smaller accounts isn't. That uncommon. I find that there's uh, people pick up a lot of different things along the way, especially if a parent puts their kid's name, which I don't necessarily recommend. But hey, hey, Susie, I'm going to put this your name on this CD here, and I'm going to put Billy's on this one, and and then I'm going to, you know, then then you might have a little savings account at this credit union because you wanted to take advantage of a rate personally, and you might have um, bought uh, an annuity from an insurance salesperson, and you may have some additional you know, investments, maybe some mutual funds or something like that. So having a bunch of smaller accounts, is uh, it's nice to take an inventory. Number one, if all this money was in one account, you could then get a better handle on how much do you really have out there? Um, we do for clients what we call a current position report. We track what you have with us, maybe what you have out there in an outside 401k or 403b plan. If you have an outside bank account, we just like you to keep us updated on approximately how much you have. Um, number one, it's not just, hey, show us everything you got, but really it's for your benefit because it helps with estate planning. Your attorney always wants to see a list of what your assets are. But secondly, it will helps us plan for your beneficiaries and it helps us use that dollar figure in your overall planning. So for instance, when we add up your hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions, if, you, if you're blessed enough, we add these other accounts And um, we want to give them the attention that they deserve and make sure that it's working towards your plan. So if you have a bunch of smaller accounts out there, that could be a really big asset. Those things do add up. And so one of the things I encourage people to do is, hey, take a step, even if it's one a week and start to consolidate or start to at least organize those other accounts, track them down, which institution are they at, what, what dollars are held there and how much are you earning? It may be just that a simple review could, could make you a lot more money and interest just by reviewing these smaller accounts. So these can really add up and they can actually be a nice part of your overall planning. Typically, I, most people like to simplify as they get older because we tend to forget things. And uh real quick testimonial to that is uh, I had a guy who got some two checks in the mail and he's like, hey, Matt, I did I got these checks. Where are they? Well, he sent them in while well, we figured out he had a 401k plan that he didn't even know about. <laughs> so they, he had a couple hundred thousand dollars. It was just like a bonus. I mean, they were already retired and and he didn't even realize it, but he hit 70 and a half and the plan forced out two checks. He had two 401k plans. And he says, you know, my brother, brother or brother-in-law told me all those years ago to start putting money away. He says, I never even knew I had this.
1: That's <laughs> so, funny.
0: So uh, those, those smaller accounts can add up. Yeah. Definitely don't miss them. Uh, give us a call and we'll help you.
1: Uh, manage those for your benefit. All right, there you go. Well, that's the bulk of our podcast this week. Uh, we're going to finish up with a fun little challenge here. So, uh, send an email into the show. Send an email into Matt uh, Matt at Solutions dot com and share with us your biggest financial mistake. Uh, we don't have to, you know, put your name or anything in the podcast, but just you know, kind of a little challenge. If you feel comfortable, uh, shoot that in. Tell us a little story about you know something that you did. And to kind of kick it off, Matt, why don't you share one? With us as we wrap up.
0: Oh gosh, we've gotta, gotta admit our financial mistakes here. Why? Not? Um, <laughs> one of our one of my first, not my first mistake, but um, just one of the worst decisions that I had from a financial standpoint. Actually, was when I first got involved in the financial business. I had to do a lot of my own marketing because we don't get marketing dollars, and had to find clients. And so to do that, I spent a lot of money on seminars, and um, I did it on credit card. You know over the course of time, you know, you build up some debt there and I carried a big balance, I'm going to say it had been near $20,000 on a credit card for an extended period. Well, I started looking at those statements and looking at the amount of interest I was paying, it was I think the interest was actually more than my principal. So, I I finally got it together, refinanced it on about a 3-year note and I just got rid of it all but that gets really overwhelming. And so my biggest, probably my worst financial decision is carrying a balance on my credit card because the credit card companies love it when you do it. They give you incentive upfront because they know statistically that most people are going to let that thing carry on. They're not going to pay it off that very month. And so they'll end up paying interest. And so that was one of my worst financial decisions is paying like 19% interest on a huge balance. Thank God that, that's gone but, <laughs> right um, well, there you go all right $600, $600 a month in interest is not a fun place to be <laughs> exactly
1: especially when you're starting out with a new business so yeah i mean yeah. you know i mean everybody lives everybody learns so and share with us if you feel like it send us an email send it to matt uh, matt at great lakes retirement solutions.com you know just just yes. the basics you know if you bought an ostrich farm and you regretted it or you know <laughs> you know something <laughs> yes. like that so uh and maybe and if you don't have a problem maybe we'll share it on the show and if you do that's no worries as well but either way we'd love to hear from you. And with that, we're going to say goodbye this week on Mondays with Matt. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you choose. And we will see you next time here with Matt Starkey of Great Lakes Retirement Solutions.
0: Thanks, Mark. And uh, yeah, definitely send me, I'd love to hear from you, send me what your worst financial decision was or your worst financial mistake. So there you go. Thanks much. Have a great
1: week. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time.